0: We're up to Semen Taf Samach Zayin Sifhei. Dogon she'be mechubar she'nesiyabish lagami ve'ine tzarach You have wheat growing, and it's totally ripe, to the point where it no longer needs any sustenance from the ground. Keman den manach bekado dami, umekab elchimutz im yordolov gisham. Then it's just like it's cut, and it'll be, be able to become chametz just like cut wheat. Right? So even though it's still attached to the ground it, it could become khamits shabrus those who are fear of god that all their mats for pesach are ashmura mishasktira and that's why if you buy any of those expensive boxes those handmade boxes right you don't know why they're so expensive one of the things that is that shmura mishasktira Sometimes the farmers would let it stay attached to the ground too long, right? if it was very dried out. And they, because they don't have time to cut all of it. And when you see it, what that means is that they went to check when the cutting was done to make sure there was still some moisture in the wheat, meaning that it wasn't totally dried out yet, that it was still fresh wheat, and that therefore you don't have to worry about having gotten wet. <inaudible> <inaudible> we're not worried if a little, you know, a drizzle, a little bit of rain, only a lot of rain. <inaudible> we're there. He writes that since the water, it's a little bit rain, right. The water is going to drip off The stalks are standing up. So you don't have to worry that it's going to you know, absorb and, and cause it to become chomets. Let's say so you have a pile of grain in your silo and you find some that the wheat kernels started cracking open. Those kernels that didn't crack open, you're permitted to use on. It's common. That when it rains. A yoynos had dish the top in the granary, the tachtisa in the bottom, because they, they, they didn't have a sealed well around the bottom, right? And, and, and it wasn't it was dirt floor, so water could come up also. So mizchamets would become chamets and they would crack open. But the the grain in the center of the silo may have never came in contact with water. So just because the top or the bottom have, is no problem. Mishnebrew sif cotton. You test ice and because those didn't crack open, we call makim. Nevertheless, you have to make sure to separate the ones that split open. Ishia kal panim shishim negim. I have at least sixty before it and use it before Pesach. The dafke ksheinim laches, and the only mutter which kernels are mutter when you go through the silo, those which have no moisture in them from the outside rain. Siv zayin. Yisrael sheish le boyres maleim You have big warehouses full of wheat kernels. Back then, what did you have? What was wheat? What, was, what did you use for storehouses? And build storehouses? They used to have these um large pits, right? For and there's a word for it. I forgot. You know, when you go around there in Israel, they show you uh, these things. That, they basically get to see. If you go to the archaeological digs, these huge rooms. That, you know, they were dug out of the ground. These are caves, but it wasn't. Well, don't consider it a cave because it's built out in the ground. For it might be along the bottom of the pit, along the or along the walls. Right, now, you're not going to start emptying out all your pits of, of grain before Pesach. It's not, it's not, it's not, right? And, and they didn't have a good system back then to, to rotate stock so well. Right? Because <laughs> so you filled up the pit and took out from the pit. But that means that the stuff that's sitting all the way at the bottom, good chance over the year, got moist. And has moisture in it. So, he says for that, it's saggy, it's good enough to just be mevatl, any chomets you may have down there. So, Ms. Bruce says, why? It's just like any chomets that a wall fell on it. Plus, it's just like is plus it's just because maybe it didn't become chomets. And if it became chomets, maybe it's already spoiled. Right? Because if it's, it's sitting in the water, the bottom stuff, right? You pick it up, it might be useless already. it got totally ruined already. Because it got wet, it's been sitting wet for months, and it's gone. So, a so it's you it it could be mevatelet, and it's good enough. Not worried you're gonna to come to eat it on Pesach. Sivches d'vash shall ena. This comes to talk about the hechsherim. Now you're gonna see the first discussion of hechsherim on products of Pesach. D'vash shall ena yehudi eim machziken by isra varich leisem for Pesach. So the mechaber says that if a guy comes to sell you a honey, uh, right, you can use it and you can eat it on Pesach. But or Mos says mihu yesh machmir. Some are not to just buy any honey from a guy. The custom in these countries, the Ramah says, that only if they come to you with the large casks, which come originally straight from the honey, uh, what do you call those? Uh, when they store honey, Those um, the combs, those casks, and from there they used to make this this, 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 this honey drink, that you could use on Pesach, but other, th- but if but just to buy a small jar of honey from a guy, one shouldn't you do. There's will explain why. Ein machziken by iser, the mechaber said you could use the honey. Loimer, she you do not only as soon as an iser. What does mean only as assume there's an iser? Loimer to say she who mezuyif to say that it's been adulterated, that it's been played around with with flour, that they mix in dachzekunin nizuro loy mechaskinon. You don't assume that there's an iser mixing. Right? And even if there was some flour mixing it, right, as long as you don't use it with water, right, we said may perish. We said honey and flour doesn't become chametz. So mainly you don't have to worry. Some say you can only eat the honey straight. To use it to knead dough, that would be aser. Because it was common when they would remove the honey from the honeycomb that they, you know, they, would, they would pour some water to, you know, to, to get it moving, you know, to liquefy it a little bit, to thin it up. And that would be water together with the mayparis, which becomes hummus very quick with the dough, and therefore we don't allow it. Now the Ashkenaz is not a problem anyway, because we don't use mayparis, any Mayperis with, what learned earlier, with flour because they say that it was normal to mix moist wheat into the with the honey but not unless it was large casks. when they 'd bring in the large casks on the honeycomb by that was still mixed in the wax. I guess, like, you could see the shelf and the honeycombs. Noigem yeah. la'achle, that they would use on Pesach, af be'en, ve geen lasse menu maschke med, even to make this drink from it. Why, from the ain derek Lazaif, because if you got it basically in the original buckets where they were bring it from the honeycombs, they they, they they will not have mixed into it flour. A few lasse menu maschke med, the Pesach shari mishum, some chesyamdev, you can even make this drink, because if you don't have any other drink, avol, bought maschke medvi, and became if it's now moved to these smaller jars, that it's all, the wax is cleaned out, the honey is cleaned out, then it was, it was standard for the guy to mix flour. You can't use it, you can't eat it, you can't make a drink out of it, on Pesach. Some say you can't even make it before Pesach. Because it was usual for them to mix flour a lot, that there wouldn't even be shishim before Pesach, and never not too loud. Then it goes even further. those who were stringent pesach, so those who didn't even eat honey that came in the large flasks, casks, straight from the honeycombs from the because they were worried that if you allowed this type of honey, people are going to say, honey is not on Pesach, and they're going to buy any honey. They didn't allow it. Olinin, Maisa, Basi, Esmash, Gemed, Kedon, Pesach, making this uh, honey drink that they had before to make it for Pesach. Mashin, M'dibri, Echreim, that that, noigen, Akshav, L'Hokul, that there are, Mishirus, <laughs> this time, the cost must be lenient. Ach, M'Ois, M'shobam, B'Kel, and even from the ones that came from the small jars. The Talinin, Shizbad, because I guess even if there was flour, it was very small. And now mixed in, it would be bottled before Pesach. But, but those were mach, 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 not to make even before Pesach this honey drink. Except from the honey that came in this large cask straight from the honeycombs, they should be blessed. And as far as eating on Pesach, the uh, honey that came from the Chavis, it says in his Medina's they would buy the, large, the, the honey from a guy. So The bottom line is you gotta know your location. You have to know what the customers of the farmers in that area. So some areas they would actually use chametz, they would use leavening things, to to actually help pull the honey out of the honeycombs. I was mamish chametz, and some places you looked at the farm, it would look at you like you're crazy, right? And and and, and like everything else, this like today, everyone in the Heksha business will tell you that this some products the way they're made today, it's not shayech for it to be chametz or a tray for something like that. And some there are, right? You have to know where it's made, And even some countries and various sometimes from country to country. Bruce says the same thing as far as his honey. You have to know what, how the derech is and whether it needs a hekshu or not. Back to the Rama, Ute'enem dried figs, v'anav dried grapes, shekoyan raisins, gado'elem o'khtanem, whether they're large or small, toleb So that's dependent on the minigam makam. Right? Now, those who are not to eat them, these dried figs and dried and raisins they buy from a guy. Those who lenient. in his country, the goes to be stringent. Not to eat any dried fruits unless you knew for a fact it was dried in a fashion that there's no reason to suspect that it's chametz. Basically, what we would say today was they had a heksha. Or, the OU can tell you that the way they dry these fruits, if it's made in Mexico or made in USA, is in a way that it will never become chametz. Instead cotton, chavavav te'enam dried figs, The ha worried, shem mefazem kemach kemech b'shashem Some it seems like they would sprinkle flour over it when it was drying out. I guess maybe it was to pull out the liquid, right? Flour absorbs, and, the grapes, they would, and grapes they would dry out to make raisins, in, in ovens next to bread, or if they took the bread out, and in the place that they don't spread around flour to dry, and they would dry them out in the sun. And that's why it says it's telling the Minigam So what he's saying, it's when it's telling the Minigam so is so so not telling Minigam how you pass him, but it's telling what's the Minigam makim and how it was prepared, right, to know whether it's mutter. Fruit. But they would make, even though they wouldn't eat this dried fruit on Pesach, some of them would make a drink out of it. raisins sit in water. The water gets the flavor from the raisins. And that they would drink on Pesach. Why? It's a far off. Chance, maybe this flour. <coughs> they wouldn't go and ask that, you know the water that was soaked in. But you shouldn't cook them on Pesach to drink it. Because by cooking, time of the the water gets grabbed into the water worse than when you soak it. So some place that's how today. Just like you wouldn't cook with it, you wouldn't soak with it. <speaking in Hebrew> the in <speaking> in <Hebrew> it says therefore, if one has to use it to make drink, they should make it before Pesach, and before Pesach they should sift the liquid. So if there was any chametz got mixed into it, it would be sifted out and it would be bottled. Unless you know your town is a place that's under the sun without flour. If you knew that these were dried out, either in the sun or in the oven that was cashered, it permitted. We'll stop over here.